Hey there, Game Pass or Pass listeners. This is Ben. And this is Alex. And we have a podcast called That Gaming Podcast, where we share our opinions about the PlayStation and Nintendo games we're playing right now. That's right. Just like Corey and Basher here, we get right to the point on what we thought about the games. And we keep it honest. So find us on your favorite podcast player. And now enjoy this episode of Game Pass or Pass. time for a very little black bird edition of game pass or pass the podcast replay games on microsoft's game pass service tell you which games to pass on to your friends and which games to grab that umbrella and start beating the crap out of scarabs is that were they scarabs uh there were some scarabs in there there's like mm-hmm. some, some 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 dung beetles i think i lost my train of thought we play Game Pass games, and we tell you which ones suck and which ones don't that that's that's what we do i'm Corey. <laughs> i am joined by the 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 man that probably didn't use the umbrella, Basher. I mean, I just never used umbrellas. Really, anti umbrella in general. I, I'm not an umbrella person either. Umbrella like I'd rather just is for the weak. It's it's a, it's cumbersome. It's very it's very wide usually. So like it, you have to like picture that your head is like 18 times its size. You have to be kind of like cognizant of everyone else around you. I'm just not a fan of the umbrella. Just Especially give me a hood. like if you're like a driver and stuff, like you have to like, it's just finagling the, the umbrella to get inside, outside the vehicle, then inside, outside. Then like, it's, it's just a lot of work. Just get wet, guys. It's, it's fine. But it seems like a very outdated invention. We need to reinvent the umbrella is what I'm saying. That is what we need to do. Like, like genuinely, I think this should happen. And why do they always break? No matter what you, know you what? do. I think, I, I think the problem is we don't, I think after this episode, we should invest in a great umbrella, like a good three, $400 umbrella, just to see if there's heard a difference. It. You heard it here first. We will be on Shark Tank next year, 2023, and we will partner with Mark Cuban on the great umbrella. <laughs> don't, don't steal our idea. This is not what we're here to talk Sorry. about. Sorry. No one's doing we that are here. idea. We are here to talk about deaths. Door, but before that, did you know that Spotify? You might have heard about it. They they do podcasts now. You might have heard about that too. But Joe they have Rogan's officially on it. who they officially have rolled out podcast ratings. Took them long enough, so you can now go on Spotify. And as long as you are a listener, you can now give us a rating. So why not do that? Why not give us the best rating? I just hit my mic like six times. The best rating and the most honest rating. We got some new, some new feedback on iTunes. We got two more reviews. Always appreciated. I would totally read them because I wanted to, but they are not coming up on my iPad. So we'll read those later. Let's talk about Death's Door. This is developed by Acid Nerve, who's known for Titan Souls along with Death's Door. This is a two-man team. Did not know that. Two-man team did Titan Souls as well as this game. Regularly priced at $19.99. It is an isometric hack and slash available on Xbox One 
Xbox Series X and S, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation 4 and 5. Uh, there are cloud saves, there's no crossplay, and as of right now, there is no DLC. Death's Door. Let's talk about it. Death's Door. Uh, uh, this is one you were uh, looking looking forward to, if I, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was... I, I don't know if it was one I was looking forward to. It was one that I had an inkling. I was like, I think Death's Door is going to come to Game Pass. Because it was... Oh. It was a temporary... It was like a six-month exclusive, I think, on... Uh, Xbox and then eventually Switch and PlayStation got it. And I kept hearing about it and I wanted to play it, but it was one of those things where everything else just kept coming out. And then I was like, you know what? I'm, I did the game pass thing. I'm just like, I'm going to wait a little bit longer. Wait just a little bit longer. Also like stealth. Is that going to be the new thing? It's like whenever Xbox has like a six month exclusive of one of these indie games, they're just going to like, if it doesn't launch into game pass, they're just going to wait until it's available everywhere. And they'll be like, Oh, by the way, it's on game pass now. <laughs> like, that's actually kind of brilliant in some ways, but also kind of a jerk move. Uh, a definite jerk move because I feel like Bill Gates and company know what we were doing here with this <laughs> podcast, and and just and just really, I mean, me especially as the. Can the you imagine if Bill Gates listened board. to this? Like, like, what if Bill Gates wrote to us? That would be. I I think my life would be complete at that point. I don't even like Bill Gates. I mean, I'm about to say I I I, I would feel very what ever about it <laughs> but like at that point it's just like you can go up to someone like yeah uh bill gates emailed me like who else can say that all right anyways death's door yeah so i was looking forward to it i kept hearing about it i kept hearing positive things and uh so when this came it was like you know what i, I really want to hop into that because i've heard it's a very very good game so that's what prompted this one to kind of move up the move up the ladder pretty quick i mean we're we're, we're are we're now in the in an age where of gaming where It's not even, it's not even a soul's like anymore. It's a, um, what's the, what, it's, it's like, uh, what do you, what do you call it? What's that, what's that genre? Um, uh, I, it just flew out of my freaking mind. That's crazy. Roguelike uh, or? Yeah, like, exactly. So like you have the roguelikes in a rogue in a roguelites. Correct. We're at that point with the souls like. A Souls light games, like yeah, that, like, that's that's a very good point. Yeah, and it's, and there's just a there's just a lot of these now coming out, and it's, and I mean they they all got their 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 little twist on it. So like with Dust Door, you play a little Blackbird, right? And um, I believe he's a Shinigami of some sorts. Like he like it's sure. his first day on the job, so he he. It's his job to go around collecting souls and whatnot. Um, aesthetically, aesthetically pleasing. Uh, I'm a fan of the, just the overall look and design. Uh, it's a it's grayscale the entire thing. I want to say right, uh, mostly uh, when you when you're when you're in the Shinigami world, then it yeah yeah the the sort of overworld I guess you want to call it is 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 grayscale and it it represents uh, sort of like. The in between, it's not limbo, but like something along those lines. <laughs> I mean, Bleach Flanders know what I'm talking about, so like, uh, it's, it's basically that it's Soul Society, just in black and white, right? Um, so yeah, and, and he's, he, I think the official title is he's a Reaper, right? Um, if I remember, exactly. and his and his goal is to collect souls, um, in the afterlife. For I don't, I don't know if they ever explain why he was given this task, but I believe that's that's the task. Exactly. So, uh, 
One thing I do like about this game and these games in general is they don't take too long at all to get started. Like, as soon as you go around pressing A and talking to people, like, you're on to your first hack and slash area. And it's it's neat. It's cute. It's uh, the, the combat's not mind-blowing. And you don't expect it to be. But at the same time... I was kind of looking for something in a combat that would make this title stand out a lot more. I, I just didn't get any... Because, again, you, you, there's a lot of these games out now, so you expect them to put that cool, neat little twist on it. And what I gathered by playing this game is their cool twist on the Souls light like whatever you want to call it um is what if you are playing an animal instead of a person <laughs> um yeah i i don't i i think we just expected different things from it like i i didn't expect like a deep hack and slash i expected a um almost zelda like game you know zelda's combat is not exactly deep it's very like you get other weapons and you've got projectiles like in this case you've got magic and you've also got like a bow and arrow each one kind of does its own thing uh you even get a hook shot at one point kind of thing um i really just expected a zelda clone in a lot of ways and that's and it does have some souls like elements but it's really sort of just breaks down to the upgrade tree and sort of the upgrade path as well as what happens when you die um yeah, so I, I guess I don't, I don't disagree. Like, if, if that's what you were looking for, then yeah, this is not it. But that's not really what I came to it for. Fair enough. I mean, I think I think it's somewhere in between both those sort of genres because it it does not shy away from death and repeat uh, gameplay at all. So, and it, it's not shy about kicking your butt at times too. Like, it it throws you into new situations very quickly, and a lot of times it's uh it doesn't care basically like there there is no like you said it, it sort of just throws you in the world there's very little tutorial and it's just like go go do whatever you want kind of thing um it's not like an open world but it, it kind of is but there are hard gates that will stop you if you don't have a certain item etc like you can go to the entrance of a different tomb or, or you know a, a tower or whatever uh but it will not let you through if that makes sense right and so there's some expo- exploration there which is cool but overall it's pretty get it off. It's pretty linear experience. It's, it's, it's not a long experience either, which is oftentimes a positive in, 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 in a lot of these smaller titles. I, I, guess, I guess I just was hoping for the game to kick into a second gear. The, the, the majority of this game doesn't, doesn't go to... It doesn't take to the next level. You know, like uh, the, the bosses are aren't very creative like and and, the, and that's what you kind of come here for because it's like you said it's more zelda like at times than souls like however there is no intricate dungeons or anything so there's no real exploration that that makes you want to go and check out every nook and cranny of the map or whatnot so when you're left with just the combat it kind for me, 
you kind of needed something or I needed something that would take that combat to the next level, whether that be some sort of uh, gameplay uh, tweak or, or, or just really creative bosses. And, I, and I, I don't think I got that. I'm trying to think how to answer this without spoiling anything. Um, I guess mild spoilers. What I think is unique about Death Store, because because you're not you're not wrong. However, I think what you're looking for is here, but it is not. It's not presented in a way that is easy to find. There is a ton and I mean a ton of hidden stuff in Death Store that you can walk by and never even know it's there. Like there's there's secret endings. There's there's items. There's weapons and stuff that you can miss like. There is a lot to find in the game, but it's not it's not presented in in a way that you would kind of think. You know, it it's usually kind of easy in these in these type of games to be like, "Oh, like there's a secret here." Um and sometimes there is, like, you know, it it's like the the cracked wall kind of thing. Like there's some of that stuff and then but I think the other problem with it is is that you really can't access a lot of that stuff until the end of the game. Like the game is like you said, it's linear and it sort of presents you on this path. But then after that, it sort of splits into like, okay, you can now go to the end or you can go back to the areas that you've been and find new things. Uh, and that's that's kind of like Zelda, but I feel like this is more, uh, there's more to it than Zelda in terms of like, usually when Zelda's like, hey, you can go back and, and get more health and get more bombs now. And you, and you can do that in this, but there are hidden items and hidden weapons and hidden story beats and all that stuff here but it is not presented in a way. Uh, what I'll say is I didn't go back and get it. Um, I went back and got a couple of them and I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of ready for this to be over. Like I don't, I'm not upset with it or anything, but I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the the locations a lot. I'm enjoying how, how vastly different that the locations are. It's basically broken down in, into three areas plus the main area. And each one is very, very different. Um, so I was kind of ready for it to be over. So again, like, I feel like everything is here that you wanted, but it's just not presented in a way that's easy to digest. Uh, perhaps. I mean, because I got the same feeling as you did, and for the same reasons. I don't think, at one point I was ready for the game to end, but not in a way where I felt like the game was just not good enough. It was. It really came from from me, just the... The lack of, you know, like 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 by the end by the by the end of these games, you want to feel a bit more powerful. Like you want to feel like a sense of you've come a long way. And I just didn't get that from this game. It, 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 I feel I feel like Death's Door is as well as it does the stuff that it does well. I just didn't get a great sense of progression and then the a, a reason to progress. Uh the story story wise, it's 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 absolutely fine. Um no 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 major complaints, if you will. But um at the same time, it wasn't driving me to finish. Uh therefore I was relying on the action and the combat and, and exploration and and like you said, it's there. And much like Zelda in this in, in this criticism, 
uh, the newest Zelda, Breath of the Wild, you, you can go over there, but what's really over there? Is it worth your time? Uh, and I just never really found that to be the case. So especially when, as you said before, the game's not that difficult, if at all. Oh, oh, kick your butt at points, but for the most part, it's really not that difficult. So you don't really feel the need to go back and get that super weapon because it's... I mean, you, you can pretty much handle most of the things with on your own. Yeah. It, I... Hmm, I guess I just don't... I don't... Again, I don't disagree, which maybe, maybe I do. Like, the part that I that sort of sticks out in my brain is that I think that the exploration and the new areas hit a lot harder for me. Like... When I first started the game, I think I had a very similar, I won't say attitude, but whatever, um, you know, just sort of expectation of, of like, I, I've heard this game is like a deep combat and all that. And like, it has a skill tree, but it's, it's really not a skill tree. <laughs> like, it's more no, like, a, it's like, like a buff it's, tree. It's six, um, it's six or seven rows that you go left or right in. That's four, I think, actually. Oh, man. Um, but I, I could, because it's like, you do more damage, more speed, more magic and more resilience maybe um and so like i'm like you i was just like man like this like this isn't clicking the way i wanted it to and then so but once i had sort of got out of the first area and went to the second area like that's what sort of pulled me along and i don't I, at one point you said the bosses weren't unique i think the bosses are unique but i don't think they're strong um they, particularly the, the yeah yeah the, the the third boss with the the the, the it's like a yeti or a whale or something like that it, it, it's the cold area um, I did not like that boss one bit. Like I, I thought it was a very bad boss. I will say the last boss I super enjoyed. Um, so I think for me, it's, it's a, it's not a home run, but it is one of the more unique, just like, it reminds me a lot, like the first Ori, like the first Ori ha does a lot of things. Right. And I think people can latch on to one thing that, that they, that they super right. enjoy. Uh, and you know, for a lot of people, it's the art style and the art style of this game. Like it, it doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't look as good as Ori, but it's got a very distinct art style and it, it looks unique and Ori's combat in the first game, you know, it, it was there, it wasn't amazing, but a lot of people latched onto the combat in terms of the exploration, like using it to explore. And I think that has this going on. Um, but what I will say is like, I don't, I don't feel as strongly as I did about it that first Ori. And I, I don't. I don't, I don't quite know why. Maybe it is the bosses. Maybe it's the music. Um, you know, I like the music for the most part. I didn't love it. So it has some, t it has some nice background tunes, but it never, it never really kicks in the gear. Like a, like, 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 right. like Ori will have that. When, the, when the moments get crazy, you, you yeah, feel it. Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. Right. So I, I like it though. Like I, there's something about it that's unique and it might just be the fact that I haven't played something like this in a while. Like, because you are right. Like we, we get a lot of indie games like this, but there's something about this one that just feels different. I don't know if it's the polish. I don't know if it, like it runs fantastic. It looks really nice. Like it, it's, it's got that, that isometric view and, and the art style doesn't really clash with anything. Like it's everything fits. Um, and by the end of it, you know, when you're hook shotting around and all that stuff, I, I feel like it, it could have used like one more area kind of similar to like a Ganon's castle or something. It's like, you're going to use everything that you've learned here. Right. And I, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, it's kind of there, but it's not, 
it's it, it, it just it's 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 missing something, but it wasn't anything that that took the experience, um, you know, from from a, a, a you know a ten out of ten to a five out of ten for me. Exactly. Like, I, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I I completely agree with you. Uh, it's like my criticisms of Death's Door isn't isn't to say that the game is my. My criticisms come from a place of I wanted to enjoy it more, not that I had a bad time with it. Because this is a, it looks great, it feels great. It's just, it's just not enough meat on those bones for me. Like it's just a little, like it, it's a, it's just something there that, that, it needed a unique thing for me to take it over the top of. Yeah, that's all right. That's fine. That's fun enough. You know, like it just, it just wasn't, it just didn't have that. It just didn't kick into that next gear for me. And, and, uh, and, and I guess that's, I guess that's my biggest thing is I liked it, but I wanted to like it more. Sure. Yeah. And I, that's fair. I, but I, I'm trying to rack my brain and figure out like why that didn't bother me as much. Cause you're, you're not wrong. Like it, the game never really, like eventually you get like a bomb and you get like uh, you know, enemies become a little bit tougher simply because they've got like a shield and and it does stuff like that to where it's not just the same throughout the whole game. There's new enemies and new areas like it's from place to place. Everything fits like the castle has its own sort of like laser puzzles and stuff. And, it, and it's it's got its own puzzles. It's got its own exploration. Um, but you're not wrong. Like it, it never does take it to the next level. And I, again, I'm not really sure why it doesn't bother me. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I can't answer that. Uh, it just doesn't bother me. I, and I, don't, I don't mean to bash the game, but I don't like, and I hope I, I hope I'm not coming off that way. Cause again, overall the game is just fine for me. Like, it, like but like, one thing that did genuinely annoy me for 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 no reason for no real reason I don't think is the is the health system like you have to find seeds to bring to a plot I'm sorry a pot and it grows a flower and then you come to the flower to get health and and I, and I just felt like something about that just felt unnecessary like like. I felt like the game was trying to be too cute for its own good at that point. Like, just just let me pop a health thing and call it a day. Like, I don't... For a reason, that bugged me. Actually bugged uh, me. For, no, for the it, most it, part, everything else was fine. It it bugged me, too, for the simple fact that... It, it might tell you, and I dismissed it, that I didn't understand that, that it, it respawns. Like, I thought I was just going to plant that. Like, it makes sense because it's a plant, right? Like, I'm a moron. But, like, I, I planted it, and I, I took the thing, and I was just like... So that's it like but but when you think about it also it's because you there are basically dungeons in this game and you there's a lot of the plant the the, the pots in there that you plan into and it makes sense but then it's like I'm never coming back in here so that's like right and yeah and the currency but but at the same time if if you're doing even the most basic exploration they give you a ton of them uh, of the the seeds and so I kind of had this weird like RPG thing where it's like I'm afraid to use this thing exactly. Be- and there's no reward for not using it. It, it you know, it, it doesn't have the shovel knight thing of like, hey, if you keep going, like you'll get more rewards. Um, that would have been maybe something to to kind of implement in there because really, what you should be doing is, is basically do 
almost using it every time you see it. Um, and I, I still never broke that cycle by the end of the game. I had like 15 or 20 that I was just holding on to. Um, but no, I mean, no, like that's, that's those kind of things that maybe in testing, it would have been different. Um, you know, and, and it's a small team, you know, that that's not an excuse. I'm just saying that it's, they implemented it. That's the choice that they went with. And I don't think it's bad. I just think it's, it's not as clear of its intentions. Like I don't, I don't actually understand what the point of it is. Like, other than maybe the whole idea of like restoring, I don't want to say balance, but restoring things to this world. It's like, oh, you, this is part of that. Like you're restoring things. And sure, that's like a, a somewhat weak narrative hook, but I don't really see the gameplay benefit of it. Yeah. I mean, the, that was that that was the only thing that, that super bugged me. Other, uh, other than that, I mean... It's 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 fine, you know. Like I just it, 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 it's it's a great it's a great first step to something. I think that might be better in a sequel, but and I think it is worth I think it is worth pointing out that it, this is a two person team, so it does matter in a way where you don't give it excuses, but you do give it praises, in my opinion, right for 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 the things that it does right, and it does so many things well here that you, you can only give it praises for that so uh yeah the dust door just i wanted i wanted more i guess my biggest thing is i wanted more death's door <laughs> i wanted right. that i wanted that ending to to really kind of go into this new place or something but like you're really doing uh you're not you're not really uh bringing all your skills together at by the by the end which is uh which i think is a bit unfortunate yeah i i think my my comparison to the first ori is is pretty strong for me while i still think the first ori stuck with me more and it might just be the theme it might have been because it was 2d i'm not exactly sure like it reminds me a lot of that game and that they have a lot of good ideas but for whatever, you know, time constraints, you know, video games are hard to make, whatever. Um, it's not a 10 out of 10. Like it doesn't, it does what it does well, but it doesn't knock it out of the park. Like it, the second Ori is legitimately, in my opinion, one of the best video games ever made. Um, it, it is that good on every level from soundtrack gameplay. I think this is a solid start. And if they made a Death Door 2, I'll be there day one. And so, but when it comes to this show of Game Pass or Pass, I would pass on it. I would say, or pass it on. Sorry. Oh, I, I would to pass say it. that was a plot twist. I, I, no, I would, one. I would pass it on for the simple fact that I think the biggest thing for me is that it doesn't overstay its welcome. It does what it does strong. And it's not a 50 hour game. It's not a 30 hour game. Like even with, if you do everything and you're not using a guide and stuff, I could see you getting 15 to 20 hours out of it. Cause there really is a ton of hidden stuff in. It's kind of crazy actually. Like some of the hidden stuff. Um, but if you're just playing it organically, it's like a solid six to eight hour experience. Um, and I think that's the perfect length for it. Uh, I'm right there with you, actually. Uh, it's. The th again, the things that it does well, it does well. Um, it's it, I, I, it's not going to blow you away, but it's, but you, you're going to get some good fun out of it. It's it's. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but again, like my, my criticisms come from a place of shoot. I wanted it to, I wanted more of this just at a higher level in some, in somewhere in the gameplay. Um, and I do think a death store two would be 
absolutely phenomenal if it gets built on what they have here. So definitely pass it on to a friend. Yeah, for sure. Check it out. It's it's even if you're on Switch or whatever, it's, it's only twenty bucks. It's well worth twenty dollars. So, but all right, we're actually going to be moving on to a listener question, and we got a text message. And uh, let's see here if I could pull it up. You can also email us or text text us. Let me try that again. You can write in just like this caller did and you can leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text message 574-651-9256 discuss virtue signaling by gaming companies as a very big topic disclosed in a very short sentence <laughs> and we're going to fix it right now it's that yep, easy guys fix it. yep um i'm gonna let you start for the simple fact of this is a very big topic. Um, do I, I'm trying to think how to word this. Th- am I wrong or am I bad to say that this would affect you more than me? <laughs> You're not wrong. It's racist. Uh, <laughs> well, here goes this, this show's done. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, so I don't know if, I don't know if I mentioned this during the meet your podcasters episode that we did. But uh, I am the resident black podcaster here. Um, I am not, for the record. <laughs> All right, so so now we know who who who's who and where <laughs> we stand. Um, I am of the mindset that I prefer the best product, and not 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 even just gaming. I, I prefer the best product produce the best way no matter what um and if you can represent people by doing that that's just while doing that that is just an immense plus so i never shy away from it cringe from it or or immediately turn away from it however i do recognize when it's blatantly obvious that you put a black guy in there because you think i'd buy it or you made his you made a Spanish character or a Latin character rather, and he's and he or she is cartoonishly Latin. Um, in a sense of virtual signaling, virtual signaling and, and gaming, I've, I've, it depends on how you look at it. Um, I th- if you look at it from a from a standpoint of representation is necessary. Then I then I agree. We need more virtue signaling in gaming. We need more people of color. We need more women. We we need more people represented. Period. Um, if you go back, if you're an old, if you're a somewhat older gamer, um, and you go back to the 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 Ox or the or the early two thousands, whatever. Uh, every single game you played was a was a white guy was with a scruffy voice as a protagonist, like pretty much every single game you played. Uh, I remember there was a meme. Someone made a picture of all the box art of the biggest blockbusters of that year. I think Bioshock Infinite. I think it was a Bioshock Infinite year, actually. And it was just a bunch of white guys with their back to the cover holding a gun some cool way. And 
it never I, I can't I can honestly say that it never bothered me growing up not seeing people that look like me in games. Um however you do notice it and it does become a parody of itself at some point. So so the fact that the industry changed to incorporate more people, I I completely support it. So if you're looking at virtual signaling in the other way, where you think something like uh making a black history flag for Halo is problematic or or distasteful in some way, then you're paying too much attention to the wrong things. It's 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 not that serious in that case. In 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 the situations of just simply celebrating people's and their achievements by giving out free, I believe it was free in Halo's case, by giving out free I certainly hope so. Right? <laughs> by giving out free uh, uh cosmetics then if you have a problem with that there's a problem with you like it's it's not it's not that serious it's fine but then you have what i think is the third way to look at this and you actually sent me this Corey. uh it was did you get that from neogaf or no, that was a uh, reset era. What is it? Reset era. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, it, it was someone criticizing the uh, Horizon. Uh, what's the name of the new Horizon game? Forbidden West. Yes, yes, yes. We know what you won't be playing tomorrow. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, like, I don't care because it's it's the PlayStation that only has three games on it. Um, Shots fired. I'm just going to read this for Ashley. I'm going to read, going to read it for, for, uh, as this person wrote it. Um, it's by Neozon, I believe. You spell that? Neexon? Uh, spotlighting Black Excellence. This person is the, is the diversity analyst member. Um, and it goes, as someone who noticed those issues with the first game, Horizon Zero Dawn, I can definitely see them here as well. At this point, they're sadly unavoidable with this franchise without a change in protagonists, as I still feel like a lot of these issues could have been somewhat alleviated if they not made Alloy a white woman. That's the wrong type of virtue signaling. It doesn't address anything thematically or artistically about the game it doesn't even address the gameplay of the game this person simply has an issue with alloy being a white woman that isn't constructive at all to the landscape of gaming is and if anything is separating people more there are times when virtual signaling is necessary and it's prideful and it's and, and and it should be done more often. However, there are times where you gotta pull it back. And I think the lines, the lines of those two perspectives 
have become extremely blurred with people. Well, people on the internet anyway. And that, that, that's my two cents. Um, you said a lot, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way of, you know, it, it's hard to sort of play off of that for that simple fact that you said a lot. But the reason I say that is because like I, the only thing that really, I don't want to say I don't care because that's not true. Like if, if I'm like, I just don't care whatever it is, what it is. But like that, that is sort of my, that's how I approach it when it comes to the gaming sphere. It's just like, we've, we've sort of hit this moment in time, whatever you want to call it of it's hot right now. Right. Like, and it's kind of a, a topic like the third person or the, the third avenue that you talked about with a person from recent era like they're talking about it and i almost and, and you sort of brought this to life like it almost seems like a parody like of of taking it just too far like it doesn't make any sense i don't like i don't even understand what that person's really saying like granted we read it out of context but i did read the full thing um and i don't even like i genuinely don't understand the the line of thinking to to get to the point of saying that the problem is aloy is white like, I, I don't understand it. Um, and if you ask questions, that makes you the bad person. So that's been sort of my take on it for somebody. It's just like, you know what? Like, I have genuinely tried to talk to people about it, which is something I think more people should do is we just need to talk about things and not go on the Internet and go on a forum and just blast everything. Um, and but the problem is no one wants to do that. So when something happens like Halo Infinite honors Black History Month, with an emblem and a nameplate, like it's fine. I don't, it's not aimed towards me and that's totally fine. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't, it's not like when call of duty put up, you know, they, they delayed a whole update when things were happening in the world. And then, you know, put a big thing on the screen of just like, we can do better. Like that was a little weird and aggressive. Like it didn't stop me from playing call of duty, but I thought it was kind of strange that that's the Avenue that they were taking. But at the same time, like it, whatever it is, it's their choice. They can do what they want to do. Um, I don't let it bother me for the simple fact of I don't. There's so much time or so little time you have in a day. You and I have conversations like my outlet of that is talking to friends and acquaintances about the world around us. And that's going on. And that's how I address it when it comes to video games. I don't let it bother bother me for the simple fact of just that I just want to play video games and experience them and move on from them. Um, I don't need any more of that in my games. If there, if, if it's very obvious, like you said, and it's beating me over the head with it, I can I'll maybe call it out, but I can't think of any time where I've been beaten over the head with it, where it actively took my enjoyment away from it. I'm sure there's stuff out there that does that. I haven't experienced it. And yeah, so I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but, my main takeaway is I agree with you in that, you know, Avenue number three is too much and it always will be. But as long as it's done in a way that is tasteful and makes sense, I don't really care. Like, <laughs> and I've never really experienced the third way. I've never looked at a product in the gaming industry and, and come to the conclusion that it was done distastefully and it affected my enjoyment. I can think of an instance when she was real big uh, 
about a dozen years ago at this point, uh, Femme Frequency, I believe she went by on YouTube. She really, she made, uh, I, I, believe was, I believe Feminist Frequency, I believe her, her name was, or her, her handle. Her, her handle, right. Um, she came off to me as a grifter anyway. I never really took it seriously, but I remember a lot of people this, that's not true. It's not a lot of people, just a, a few very loud people on the internet uh, speaking about boycotting one of the Far Cry games because they were putting her in it as a character. And she was flown to Ubisoft headquarters and did a tour and all this good stuff. And it really got on people's nerves. And I just thought, the series as stale as Far Cry, as redundant as Far Cry, what it takes for you to tell Ubisoft to do better in terms of making a better game is some lady who you don't like and to be put in the game. Like, you're not going, like, this is my biggest issue with people who worry about virtual signaling for the wrong reasons. You're quick to purchase the next pre-purchase, actually, the next Halo or Battlefield or 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 or, or, or Cyberpunk or any of any other of the dozens and dozens and dozens, if not hundreds at this point, of broken games. Games that are stale games staler than Madden. FIFA, NBA, you're buying all of these games. You're supporting all of these develop all of these companies rather, who don't do anything to grow gaming in a way that's artistic and creative. Yet, you're so worried about and willing to go to bat against them when they virtue signal. That's the wrong message that we're that we're sending us wrong. That's the wrong lesson that we're learning. I I'm going to pair what you said. I've never had an issue with virtual signaling in the game in general. Uh, even if it beats me over the head like a uh, Last of Us Two, I can honestly say I didn't like that game for every other reason. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like Last of Us Two, I it it didn't. That is the most recent example, and like to me, I I had already forgotten about some of that stuff because like because Ellie was lesbian, right? And people were upset about that, or what am I? What am I remembering? That and they had the transsexual in there too. It did. Oh, that's right. The the younger. Okay. Um. Like. I, I yeah okay now it's it's all come back. I remember that being like a big thing, and, and you know, uh, Neil Druckmann gets called a couple names and all that stuff. And it's just like I'm with you, and it's just like th- that. What what was funny is that a friend of mine who doesn't had he hasn't had a PlayStation since the PS2. You know he he got Xbox and never looked back, and even he heard about that at one point. Like, you know, he, he, cause he knew I had, you know, he, he knows what I play and he knows I play all the big stuff for the most part. 
And he's like, so I heard about that new Last of Us 2 and, and it's and it's super woke. And I was just like, no, that's not really true. Like, I I never got that feeling from it of it being woke. And that and I remember like the, the, the talk going into that game was it's so woke. It's so woke. But as soon as that game was out for a week, nobody was talking about that anymore. Everybody was talking about everything else that sucks about that game. <laughs> like, I don't and I, I say that to be a little, you know, flippant of just like I know a lot of people like that game. I did not like that game at all. Um the story of that game, the gameplay is fine, but I just think it's crazy that, like you said, a lot of the times, like there was such a big deal made about that stuff, but it turned out to not, again, it's not that it's not true. It's just, it's, it wasn't portrayed in the way that people thought it was going to be. And instead what actually was the problem came to light, which is actually good in some ways, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I stand by that. Like, I have never noticed, it has never bothered me. If it bothers somebody else, that they have that right to express their opinion about it. And that's their opinion and that's their right. But I have never not purchased something or felt like I was beaten over the head with these tropes, I guess. Tropes not the right word, but you know what I mean. No, absolutely. So, I mean, so like if I guess if I, if I was to sum up my overall thoughts on it is retro signaling in media in general it's should is should be celebrated it should be something that's necessary we should see more people we should see a more diverse group of protagonists and antagonists in 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 these games uh and it shouldn't be an issue when they when you do see them and and we and instead of being challenged by the just the fact that they're there, we should challenge instead how they're how they're used, and and if it actually creates a better gameplay experience or not. If you if if they're just there to be the token person of color, then it's like what's you're making the experience worse anyway, and I, and I understand that. But like if you're so that's what that's what we need to really kind of challenge when it comes to this landscape, like using people, using a more diverse group of people in a way that elevates the product. Yep, <laughs> that's I agree with that entirely. Hopefully I said that, you know, again, this is a very big topic, but I don't. It's. I agree with what you said right there at the end. Like that, I think that's the perfect way to, to, to wrap it up, at least my opinion on it. So maybe that's why we have this podcast. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. You can email us gpopfans at gmail.com. You can choose a voicemail or text message five, seven, four, six, five, one, nine, two, five, six. When it comes to the future and what games we're going to be playing or have played, uh, we're going to be talking about, I have already lost it. We're going to be talking about telling lies that's a game that is we're not we're not going to be telling lies to each other um and we're going to be talking about dreamscaper those are the two games that we have on the docket uh, we might have a third one we still have not entirely uh, committed to it i guess you could say but all right that's going to do it for this episode of game pass or pass we'll see you next time with either telling lies or dreamscaper good day sirs